You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Word Family Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. With me today are... Well, is only one <laughs> is the esteemed Zach Pencil. Hello, uh, how's it going, Zach? How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. And uh, my name, as always, is Matt Kreider. Hope happy to have you guys with us today. Hope you're doing well out there. And uh, all six of our audience members, we could name you by name, and we're happy <laughs> that you're sticking with us. We appreciate you. We know you, and we appreciate you, <laughs> and we can see you. This podcast goes out to you. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. Yep. All six of you. <laughs> So, Zach, what's new? What's going on with you, buddy? Well, Matt, um, we just had the gathering. Yes, we which did. Which I'm sure you know about because you put a lot of work into setting that up. As did many others. As did many others, yes. Thank you to all six of you who are listening who helped um, set that up. That was a really great time. Uh, we had it outside this year. and we Yeah, uh, that was a big change. Yeah. Really big, big change. Yeah, we had to set up stage, tables. Uh, all kinds of stuff, and we had a probably like our first big outside paid speaker come in. Yes, yeah, that was really cool. Zach Misrata, he's a Christian illusionist. I like to use the term street magician just because that's kind of the coin term or whatever. But obviously, as you all know, magic isn't real. It's just sleight of hand and illusions and fun stuff like that. Uh, it was really cool though. I mean, I'm really glad it was. Like I said, we kind of took a little bit of a leap of faith. Um budgeting for something like that you mm-hmm. know because having a paid speaker coming in somebody that that's their that's what they do they right. they go and they do speaking engagements and they do gigs and stuff like that uh obviously that can that tends to get a little bit pricey and as far as that goes i mean it was very very affordable i mean as far as other speakers that i've looked into and comedians and just different things um they can get really really expensive yeah and okay. so we uh, got a postcard on uh zach misrata gosh months and months ago which gave me the idea you know, hey, let's let's kind of amp it up a little bit this year for the gathering. Uh, no, for no particular reason other than just to change it up a little bit, right? And uh, and gave the his uh, booking agent a call or whatever, and just kind of started the ball rolling a little bit with cost and you know what would be involved in all that. And it was really cool. He's a really laid back guy, and it was a blast. The, the students seemed to really enjoy it. The you know the families and the parents and stuff that were there seemed to really enjoy it. So it was really cool. I liked yeah. it. What do you think about him? I I was kind of hesitant at first. Because just because I didn't know how much of a how how good he was gonna be, I didn't. And then like some of his first tricks that he did, I was like, okay, wow, this guy's yeah really yeah. the real deal. So and he had a really good uh, message with him. I didn't get to hear all of it, but I heard bits and pieces enough yeah. of it to know that. Well, because uh, you guys were just about getting ready for your yeah. worship set. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you so. were probably kind of focused on that a little bit before while he was wrapping up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, one of the, that's one of the things I really liked is he, you know, gave a clear presentation of the gospel and through his own testimony. It was just mm-hmm. really, really cool. I liked how he brought it together. But do you know when he had me? He had me at hello with the first trick. <laughs> it was awesome. He drew this picture of a bowling ball, and I'm not giving anything away here, obviously, but he right. drew this picture of a bowling ball on a sheet of paper and was kind of drawing the kid's attention to it. And then he closed this big this big uh, sketchbook, turned it on its side, shook it, and then a bowling ball fell out of it. Yeah. He opened it back up, and then there's the words he drew and everything, and the bowling ball picture that he had also drawn is gone. It was yeah. awesome. I'm just like, no way. I'm yeah. like jumping up and down, clapping like a little kid. It was awesome. It was so it, much fun. It was cool. And he, his lead-up to it was so, like, 
it was almost scary because yeah. he's just walking up there like he doesn't say anything. He just grunts a couple times. Right, right. And he's just like throwing confetti in the air. And I'm in the back thinking, oh, no, what? I hope I hope <laughs> right. this gets better. Right. And then he does that. And it was funny. Yeah. And then my second thought was, OK, I hope the stage is OK after having a bowling oh, ball. Oh, I know. I know. And it. I helped pick some of that stuff up when he got done. And that was a legit bowling ball. Like it wasn't a 16 pound or anything, but it was. Right. I mean, it was a legit yeah. bowling ball. It was pretty cool, man. So it was neat, and we had a good time. The students enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I believe that there were students that received from it. Obviously, you never really you never really know unless they come up to you or unless you get some type of, you know, feedback from one of the other youth ministers or um, or from a leader or a parent or something like that. So I'm right. hoping that we can c- get some of that feedback in the days and weeks to come. But, but I know the students had a good time, and it was good. And it was also really cool because it served the dual purpose of not only having a kind of a different – gathering event like this was like the ninth year we've done the gathering yeah probably excuse me the ninth year we've done the gathering and so we always kind of mix it up a little bit we never really kind of keep it's never really stale we never Mm -hmm. keep the same exact thing we do every year or anything we always mix it up but this year we not only mixed it up we amped it up Mm -hmm. and that served the dual purpose of just kind of making it exciting and kind of fresh again but also um we talked to a lot of people in the community yeah a lot of people came up said hey what are you setting up for and we got a chance to explain hey this is a student event hosted by our church We've got a Christian, you know, magician or you know, illusionist or whatever coming right. in, and everybody that I talk to, oh, that's really cool, that's really neat, you know. So hopefully, you know, we kind of got people, some people exposed to the fact that the church can have something to do outside the four walls. And so anyway, uh, it was just really cool. Enjoyed doing it. Now, the flip side of that was it was a boatload of work, right? That I probably didn't really think about beforehand. Um, it's one of those things where if I would have stopped and really considered and like made a list. To, of, of what all would need to be done to pull this off, I might have been like, you know what, let's just go ahead and have it inside this year. <laughs> you right. know, have it just do our normal gathering thing and kind of, you know. Well, so. and I think um, we our church really hasn't done anything like that in a while. I mean, right. back when I was a little, 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 we did what we call block parties. I mean, you That's remember right. those, but we just had that back in our um, Basically the backyard, in the backyard of the church. Of the church yep. Yeah, and it was... Um, it wasn't as far away, like a remote setup. So we had everything right there. But I mean, since then we've had probably some other little events, but nothing probably this size, uh, right. recently. So, right. and I think that it was good because it kind of helped us to figure out what all goes into the setup oh, for yeah. next time we do next, something yeah, like this. I think, I definitely think we should do it. And maybe not necessarily next year right away or anything, but the next time we do it, I mean, obviously we'll have learned a whole lot from doing it this time. So, right. so that's pretty cool. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good event, a good outreach. Um, I think it was, it was definitely worthwhile. It was a lot of hard work, but it was definitely worthwhile. I think yeah. it was worth the the time and effort. So, and we talked before about how specifically in youth ministry, you don't really see the effects until Correct. later on. So right. we might be seeing, you know, kids impacted by this much later on yes. talking about how hey you guys had this event one time and i came and yeah saw this guy speak and heard the worship and just really changed my life and you're just like that's amazing that, i right, don't remember exactly. that yes. and in fact it's so cool because i talked to a couple of the gentlemen from our we have a saturday morning men's prayer group as as you know um every saturday morning i mean just faithfully a group of our men from church uh, will get together and pray and talk. And, uh, you know, they discuss some things. You know, they discuss the Word of God and they talk and pray. And they, every Saturday, they, some you know, usually they'll they'll obviously pray over different things going on in the church. But, you know, they'll pray over specific things. Like this Saturday, they prayed over our gathering event. And a couple of those uh, men from the Saturday morning men's prayer group came out and helped us set up the stage when it, when it got there down on the street. 
And one of them was telling me, here's what we prayed. And that was exactly along the lines that they prayed. And I'm like, that is, that is so right on. That is so true because yep. you just never know who your witness, who your uh, worship, who your concert, whatever it is that you're putting on for the glory of God, you know, and that's hopefully the ultimate purpose for the God's glory. You never know who's going to impact right. until you hear it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Until you hear their story come forward. But we could have, you know, that's what I, especially in youth ministry, uh, and I've seen this time and time again, um, whether it's in our youth group or, uh, you know, when we go to camp, when we take students to camp, obviously we'll be ministering to our own students that go, but we'll also be ministering to other students that are there at camp, you know, as camp counselors. Right. And there's, I've, I can tell you numerous occasions where years later I'll have somebody come up to me and be like, do you remember when you told me that when I came up to you and, and told you about that issue that I was having in my life or whatever, spiritual, whatever, uh, and you gave me, you know, X, Y, Z advice or this wisdom or, or you prayed with me or whatever. And to be very honest with you, because you deal with so many students and because just life moves on, you know, uh, and it's not you that's going through that issue. It's so easy to forget. And I'll be like, I am, you know, that yeah. is so awesome, but I'm very sorry. I don't exactly remember the whole situation. And so they'll recount it for me and talk about how, yeah, you prayed with me. And this isn't a pat on my back by any stretch. I mean, anybody can be in this situation oh, yeah. when you talk to somebody, when you pray to somebody anywhere, you know, you don't know the fruits of that until right. you may you may never know. Yeah. But I've had people come up to me and be like, That literally literally God used that to spring me to the next season of my life or past this trial or whatever. And I'm like, That is just all God. That is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the men's prayer group prayed over our gathering event that, you know, students uh, eyes would be open to the, hear the gospel, that hearts would be um broken and softened to hear the gospel and uh, uh to respond to it. And that years later, they'd be like, you know, it was at that event where I heard that speak, like, just like you just said. And that's right. what the men's prayer group was praying. I'm like, that is so awesome. That's so cool. I'm believing and holding out faith that that's exactly what happened. Because, oh, yeah. You know, believe just standing in faith for it. So, yeah. yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of work, but it was, I think it turned out awesome. Yeah. Now, how did you feel from the band's perspective? How did you think that it went? Oh, it was, it was um, very interesting i think that's the word to say it um our youth band we've always we've either played like on two stages either the stage back in the youth room right or the stage up in main service both where we have a lot of control over everything we can of what we hear and stuff um setting up for this we had no idea because we never done it right anything and like that and we really couldn't do much preparing because you wouldn't have the stage set up exactly and the acoustics are completely right. different yes yeah so you have acoustic drums, which by themselves are very loud. And so what you have to do is bring everything else up to that level of loudness. So when we, when it came time to start doing it, um, I couldn't even hear myself sing the whole night. I was just singing, hoping, I hope I'm singing the right key, the wow. right notes, because I can't hear. It was actually funny because there's one part uh, we do the song Break Free, and I started playing and started singing <clears throat> And dad said that he started at one point encouraging the kids to like clap along and stuff. And he said like, right after I said that we were in the chorus and he couldn't even hear me singing. He didn't know that we had started the song. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it was, it was an interesting experience. We had, had a couple of hiccups setting up stuff, playing stuff, but I think it was good. I think overall we enjoyed it. Yeah. I think, yeah, overall it was good. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously always things to learn and, Especially since we've never done that before. Right, exactly. So, I think for never have never been done 
for never doing that before. Yeah. I think we did a good job. I, I think, think so too. And so. I, and well, and I'm also coming from the standpoint of you guys could have botched something and I never would have noticed because right. I'm just not, and I think 90% of the people, you know, listening to old praise and worship set are worshiping God. Most mm-hmm. of them are focused on God or the ones that aren't whatever. I mean, just, yeah. you know, whatever. Most of them are not going to notice these musical things that you guys notice because you are in it, you know? Right. Uh, and so, in fact, I was just talking to somebody about that today. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm just so, I wouldn't say inept, you know, I know a little bit about music, but not anywhere near enough to be like, right. oh gosh, they got that chord wrong or they got that yeah. whatever. I'm like, I have no clue. So unless I'm like, you guys you, sounded awesome, you know? Unless so. you're a mus- musician, most of the time you're not going to notice stuff like that. Yeah, true. So, um, and we're also not patting ourselves on the back, but I personally think we're very, a very in sync, um, unit as a band i feel like to where if something gets messed up we have that ability to kind of figure out a way to make it work on the spot yeah and you guys you guys are pretty in sync now if you were like on the thought thermometer would you guys say that you're probably like 98 degrees or (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that was a 90s reference. Yeah. Actually, it might even be like from 2000s. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Um, probably was, from when I was born. <laughs> I was <laughs> probably five. <laughs> now, uh, because the other thing we had to deal with, not only the setup and all that stuff, and uh, pardon us if we're talking a lot about the gathering. That's just kind of the most recent thing. But one of the other things we ran into was just outside distraction. Mm-hmm. Now, how well did you did you, um, did you you notice any of that up on stage, or did you kind of – you know, because of the music and everything you were doing, did you kind of just not really pay attention to that? Because I noticed it a whole lot from where I was standing, running the projector. So right. Um, attempting. Are to you talking the about the guy who's playing music? Yeah, there was yeah. a guy down the street blasting music out of his garage, literally right. seeming like he was trying to overshadow what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, which was a straight attack of the enemy, if you ask me. Right. Uh, which means that we were doing something right. Exactly yeah. right. It was so awesome. One of our students got up on Sunday morning, and. Uh, kind of gave a, I guess, kind of a testimony to that regard about overcoming mm-hmm. when the enemy tries to overshadow you and what you're doing. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially right, yeah, what she yeah. was saying. And she and her family had kind of gone through some trials recently, and God's given them the victory over those things. And so she was just kind of saying, you know, when the enemy tries to outshine you or, or not outshine you, um, kind of blare you out with his own music, you just continue to worship louder and get on your face before God. Right. Just awesome. It was just cool because yeah. at one point during the worship set, I could hear his music in the background, and I don't even know what it was. It was just noise to me. Yeah. Uh, it was He was less than a block away, and it was just noise, but it was trying to clearly overshadow us. And then at some point, it was just I just never heard it. Right. Like, I don't know if you guys drowned it out, if God just supernaturally just, – I have no idea, or if the sound guy, if Jake was jacking <laughs> you guys just, all up, I have no idea. Just starts turning it up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the other cool thing was, you know, with an outdoor event like that, I mean, you're bound to get – some neighbors or some people saying, you know, hey, it's kind of loud. You know, I never heard anything about any kind of right. complaints, which was that's praise God. Yeah, that's what I was going to be worried about because we were we went on at like eight something. Uh, it was probably we got on a little bit late. It's probably about eight ten or so. Eight ten, and so <laughs> I knew we were going to go on late. So I thought, man, are we gonna are we gonna get uh, someone coming out with a noise complaint? And actually, it's funny because I actually saw the sheriff not during the worship set, but he drove by like oh, a really? couple three like two or three times just during the event. Probably just keeping an eye out because he probably knew that there was something going going to be going on, so he's probably just keeping an eye out. But uh, yeah, thankfully we didn't have that. No one came out and um, said, "Turn your music right, down, you right. dang kids." Yeah. But yeah, um, as far as distractions go, when I'm 
on the stage, I try not to look at that. I think that's just a worship leader thing in general. Yeah. You try, you're there to lead worship and you do that to the best of your abilities. You do what, you know, what God has called you to do. You do what you know works. But if you focus on the crowd too long, you're going to get discouraged because you could have a whole crowd that's praising God, but your eyes are bound to find that one person who's not. Yeah. And I think if you focus on that too long, you're going to get discouraged. Yeah, I totally I know, agree. I know that's something that other like people in yield worship or in main service do, and I've heard that from other people. It's just, it's not, the point is not, you don't focus on them, you don't focus on yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're there to uh, set the table, to lead uh, in worship, so... That's awesome, yeah. and it's the same same uh, same thing from a speaker's point of view. You exactly, know, I'm yeah. not the best public speaker by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, that's one of the things that I've learned in the my few short years in youth ministry is you always focus on the head nodder. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You focus on that one student, or even if it's a leader or an adult in the room, right? That's clearly you know they're paying attention to what you're saying and the message, and they're you know in agreement or whatever. So they're just kind of nodding their head, or maybe they're yeah. saying a little something. You you draw your eye to that person. Now, you don't stare at them, obviously, but you keep coming back to that person for that little bit of encouragement, a little bit of reassurance that, hey, right. there's somebody in here that's tracking along with what you're saying. And so it's the same way with worship, right? Yeah. You're focused on the ones who are worshiping and the other ones who are, you know, there were some students that were there right. to hang out with other kids, which is fine, you know, yeah. uh, and they weren't necessarily there to worship or to have a time with God. They were just there to hang out. And so during that worship time, they're there to hang out, and now we're having worship time, and so they don't care for that or right. care about it. So they may jack around, or they may mess up, or you know, mess around a little bit, or, or be distracting during worship. And so that's easy to get you off track if you're if you're right. not careful. Well, I mean, and like you said, with any event, you can't like when you're preaching on Wednesday night, you can't make a kid listen. You kind of can because well, I mean, to an, you but, can at least make the yeah. you can at least kind of. Make them be respectful, and you right. know what I'm saying. But you can't to really make them take it in. You yeah, know? you can't make them listen. You right. can't make someone worship, like in a classroom setting. Like there's, you can't make people do things. Right. But like you said, you focus on those people who are already doing it, and those are the people you encourage. And you also encourage the other people because you don't want to leave anyone out. Yep. But yeah. I mean, you can only do so much, and right. you do what you know to do right, and trust that exactly right. You and, know. God's and my, take care of the rest. Exactly right. That's yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You sow the seed and God brings yeah. the harvest. Um, my other, you know, my other goal and hope is just like, like I said, worship and, and, and preaching and teaching in the same regard um, that you, you speak to the level, the ones who, you know, want something, you know, they, you right. know, they, they desire to, to grow closer to God. They desire to have a worship experience with God and, uh, and to be in that and be in his presence. So you you cater, for lack of a better word, cater to that right. segment. And my hope and prayer is that we've got more of those students who mm-hmm. desire more of a relationship with God, who desire to go deeper and further with Him, that will impact and pull along the other students yep. as they see, okay, this person's fired up. And unfortunately, sometimes we see it in the opposite. We see some right. of the kids who you know really want to have that time with God and really want to have an experience with God and worship Him are maybe a little intimidated by some of the other peers, some mm-hmm. of their peers that are in the group who maybe don't take it as seriously. Right. And so, I mean, as believers, and you know what? This isn't just students. This is all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, we can all be, whether it's in the office place, at school, whatever it is, at you know, what, wherever we are with family, uh, it's very easy to get intimidated by those who don't 
um, believe what you believe mm-hmm. or those who clearly have beliefs that are completely antithetical to your beliefs. It's right. easy to be intimidated by that and be like, you know what? I'm just going to not say anything because I don't want to rock the boat. I just soon have, you know, peace and be content and just leave it be, you know, but right. sometimes we can't do that. Sometimes we've got to, we've got to rock the boat. Yeah. That's funny. You mentioned that because that's one of the things that when I pray like for numbers and growth in the church, I'm always make a point to pray for seats filled by people who are want to fill them, who are desiring yes, things yes. of God. I, I'm or somebody who's at least open to the things of yes, God. You know, yeah. maybe they come in and they're not desiring yet, but when they get in and they are touched by the things of by touched by the Spirit of God, they become open to it. Yeah. You know, because God ultimately is the one that draws people to Himself. We can invite people to church all day long, um, but God's ultimately the one that draws Him, uh, draws them unto Himself, and they have to be open to that, open to that drawing, and open to that, you know, open to coming to Him. So, yeah. I yeah, I always I've said it a couple of times. I'd rather see you know, a small church full of people who are involved on fire and stuff than a big church full of people who are just filling up seats. Right. And just, like, even in, like, any sort of volunteer aspect. Because as a church, and, you know, we talked about this uh, with Pastor Larry a couple weeks where he talked about the Ministry of Helps. Right. And how, you know, it's the church isn't just a thing where you come to on Sundays. Exactly it's right. A body of believers, the body of Christ, that we're all here to help each other, and so we should be volunteering uh, wherever we can. Excuse me, with uh, in different things, and so I was so glad that he said that message because it's just like, yes, dang man, we need that. <laughs> we yeah, need I that. agree. We could because you there's so much that a church can do when the whole church gets behind it. And I yep. think we totally saw that with the um, prayer mails we've been having. Oh, absolutely. We've totally seen that with, like, the um, the parking lot that we just did. Um, people were, we got, you know, we got behind that. We get behind different things when everyone's involved and everyone's doing their part. And, yep. I mean, if you, if you can get a whole church doing something like that, there's, no, there is literally no stopping it. Agreed. And that's in the Bible. You know? Now, you know what else is biblical, though? You say you'd rather have a small church with people on fire for God, but if you've got a small church with people on fire for God, it won't be small for very long. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that it will turn into a big church. Right, yeah. Because we see that biblically as well. You know, we see the the early church just absolutely uh, blown up by the Spirit of God, and then it wasn't a small church. It wasn't just the hundred and whatever, 100 and what, 20 up in the upper room. Yeah. It was all of a sudden blew up to 3,000. Right. Like in one day, Literally you know, day. the church yeah. grew by a thousand percent or whatever that is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just crazy to think of this multiple multiplication growth that happens when people are on fire for God and not just on fire for God, but living that out, yeah. you know, outside of the four walls of the church. Because people will be drawn to that. Absolutely. Like, we're literally Absolutely. made to desire that, to yes. desire something more. And that's, people will be drawn to that. Yes, so. absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that, that sin and vice is so prevalent in the world because people are trying to fill up their lives mm-hmm. with everything but God. And it's never, ever enough, right. never enough. It's like trying to fill the Grand Canyon with water. It's just not going to ever <laughs> happen, you know? Happen. Um, but, uh, and I'm just obviously figuratively speaking, I'm sure at some Natural yeah, catastrophe, the Grand Canyon could theoretically be filled with water. I'm kind of curious now. Like, <laughs> how, how many, many gallons would how it take to fill the Grand Canyon? What's, what's the volume of the Grand Canyon? Do it. Look it up. Let's see. Okay, Google. 
What is the volume of the Grand Canyon? I bet you nothing. According to Mustang Helicopters, the volume of the Grand Canyon is estimated to be 5.45 trillion cubic yards. Oh my god, that's huge. <laughs> I don't I can't, I can't even, even fathom. I know, I can't even fathom that. Is that a sea or something? Like Okay, Google. How many gallons is in 5.45 trillion cubic yards? Here are some results from a search. Ah, that's not what I want. Is there like a converter you can do? Oh my gosh, that's such a huge number, I'm not sure. Um, Five point what trillion? Five point four five trillion cubic yards. So a cubic yard is essentially a, um, you know the little buckets on a bobcat? Mm -hmm. And I know this because we've done landscaping around our house. A yard is basically a bucket full of rock. Yeah. One of those bobcat buckets. So we're talking about 5.45 trillion buckets. That's ridiculous. I don't even, okay. I have no clue how many gallons that would be. A cubic yard is about 202 gallons. So 202 times 5.45 trillion. 45 times 202. So that's what's bigger than a trillion? I have no What's clue. I don't even know. That's like 1,100.9 trillion gallons. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Oh, my gosh. I don't, Yeah. That is 1, so cool. Point, that's amazing. I can't even can't even think about what 1,100.9 and you know, trillion And you know what I can't is. even think about? What even got us on that topic to begin with? I have no clue. You said something about filling the Grand Canyon with water. I know, but I don't. Seats. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. And I'm getting a call from my father. Oh, put him on the air like we did with your grandma that one time. Oh, here we go. What's up, Dad? You're on the podcast. Oh, great. You're doing the podcast right now? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Well, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, what's your, real quick, what's your Roger Bensel hot take for the podcast? My hot take is... Hot pockets. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Hot oh, pockets. All right, I'll uh, call you back here in a second, Dad. We're almost done. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was Roger Benzel, ladies and gentlemen, Roger a special Benzel. guest appearance on the podcast. Um, but yeah, we probably need to wrap it up. You need to go get your kid, right? Uh, yes, daycare and great, uh, great. Yep, yep. Got to pack it up and leave and head out. So this is probably a little bit shorter version of the podcast yeah. than we're normally used to doing but uh, just as a quick finishing note uh pretty excited about our upcoming uh some things coming up in youth group um we've got our welcome night we're bringing in mm -hmm. some of the new uh well they've already started school but some of the new seventh graders uh we officially start our church uh children's ministry quarters in september so the new seventh graders will graduate out of super church and into youth group so pretty stoked about that yes, that'll be next fun. wednesday how many are we getting five uh four or five four yeah five. pretty stoked yeah. about that four that i know of and there might be a fifth that i you know, that might not be somebody that's regular to church. And I think a couple church. of them bring friends. Yes. So. Very exciting. Yes. So very cool, very cool. Um, but the other thing that's coming up is after our welcome night, which is kind of a fun night that we do, we're going to be starting a starting an evangelism mm -hmm. a video small group. So I'm really stoked about that. Who's it by? It's written by Greg Steer, or film, I should say filmed and written by Greg Steer. Right. Uh, and he's the founder of uh, Dare to Share Ministries. And they've been okay. around, gosh, I want to say they've been around for a better part of 20 years. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so. they have done. They do student conferences. And as a matter of fact, I would love if I can find one that's pretty close to our area and it, that's kind of at a time that works out for our uh, for our church, for our youth ministry. 
to take a group of kids to this because at these conferences, they don't just talk to you about sharing the gospel. They actually send you out in groups oh, on the wow. streets to share the gospel. Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's intimidating and cool. Yeah. And uh, even for somebody like myself who's very you know outgoing and very mm-hmm. personable, uh, that kind of thing is intimidating. You know, right. just going out. It, for me, it's easy to talk to somebody about the gospel that I'm that I know or somebody right. that I've kind of starting to build a relationship with or whatever. But just going out to perfect strangers is intimidating as all get out. Mm-hmm. So very excited to kind of start this small group study and have these discussions with our students. Yes. Um, especially some of our students who are newer in the Lord, newer in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is something that they need to grow in, that we all need to grow in. Yeah. Um, but I'm very stoked about it. So that's something we got coming up in youth group that I'm excited about. And um, yeah, anyway, so. We've also got, we'll be starting the New Testament in our oh, Going Through the yes. Bible series. Yeah, uh, so probably the week after this posts. Yeah, probably the Sunday after this post, I, th- I think, if everything yeah. falls right on this calendar, right, on the yeah. schedule and stuff. Because I know we've got a guest speaker coming in September as well, but oh, I don't remember true. what the day is on that. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of guest speaker, that's uh, John Grunewald coming in September, and I apologize, I don't have the date right in front of me, but it's on a Sunday in September, so I'll be watching the newsletter for that. Very exciting. Grunewalds have a really great uh, ministry. I believe they're I believe they're uh, in Germany. I know they're in Europe. I think they're stationed in Germany. I think so. um, anyway, got a really cool ministry. Awesome stories and testimonies going on with their ministry. And uh, anyway, so that so look forward to that and check out the newsletter for that and other things coming up at the church. And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. And uh, we will see you next time. See ya. Bounce, 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 bounce